we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live, bringing you this episode of the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast. Different than usual, with pro racing kind of up in the air, what's going to happen with it or not. We took the weekend, me and my boy Jeff Crutcher, ran out to South Carolina for a business meeting with PJ1, which is kind of coming back, which is a cool thing to see, and a legacy brand coming back into moto and figuring out you know, what the next plan is on from there. Uh, from there, we went to a brand new track in Edgefield, South Carolina, to give it a test. Um, Oak and Harrow, which is going to open up July 25th. And then from there, we hit all the way across the south and went to Monster Mountain for the first time, a track that Jeff and I, growing up in the Midwest, had heard about for years but had never gone to. That's the same track that Honda had their intro for the all-new 450 a few years ago. So everybody knows about Monster Mountain. It's one of those tracks that everybody says, you know, hey, this should be a national caliber track. Cool thing with me and Jeff right now, with no real racing going on, yeah, some local stuff and things like that, it was cool just to go hit the scene and see what's going on out there. So, yeah, Jeff and I, I mean, we put hours and hours and hours behind the wheel of the van. Jeff, how far was your drive total just from Kansas City to here to Charleston where we went for that meeting? From my house, it's, uh, what, four, four and a half hours here, something like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the mileage. And then from here to uh, Charleston, what was that, 14, 17 hours, something, something like, like that? that yeah. yeah, so we did a, a tw- it was a 20-plus hour drive. Yeah, and then from there... It was two and a half hours to that new track in Edgefield. Mm-hmm. And then from Edgefield over to Monster Mountain was four, yeah. which not terrible. And then eight hours from Edgefield or from Monster Mountain up to the, our house today. So yeah, a big tour of the, of the South. We're going to have a write up on the website later on this week, but just cool to get out there and see everything going on, especially to go through Tennessee and South Carolina, Georgia, and see how everybody else is going through things right now, because it's completely different than I think. It is anywhere else, California or whatever. You know, we're pretty much able to go do whatever we wanted. Well, for example, in Alabama, there were no like no mask restrictions at all. We everywhere we went, there was no mask, you know, required. Mm-hmm. There were parts and pieces. It was really hit or miss. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was. It kind of seemed like there was no. This is the way it is. Like in Kansas and Missouri, both doesn't matter where you're going. If you're going somewhere that has a roof over your head outside of your private residence. You got to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this instance, sometimes we'd walk up to a building and there's a sign that says mask required. And then we go to the next gas station three hours later, no mask. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like a county by county basis, which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out whenever Loretta's um, comes. Because, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like that's that's a pretty big ask. You know, f- f- to to have so many people from literally all across the country come to one place, even though that it is an amateur sporting event, not a um, spectator event, dude, we're still talking about like five to ten thousand people easily, easily. And then on top of that, too, the original plan for this weekend was not to ride Monster Mountain on Sunday. We were going to go race Muddy Creek on Sunday, but then that race got canceled because of a COVID outbreak at a dealership. So. I think even in that thing, too, now that there is a little bit of insight of, hey, this is happening down in Tennessee, we rode that Alpine coaster in Gatlinburg yeah. on Thursday night. And as soon as we got off, one of the guys that was working there was like, hey, just so you know, midnight tonight, mask is mandatory, even when you're outside. Doesn't matter where you're at, mandatory in the whole county. Wow. And that's right near where Loretta's is going to be. So it's almost hard to think, yeah, we're going to go three, four weeks from now and there's not going to be any issue. I mean, that's the thing is like as as the testing continues to advance, like, you know, the science of the testing, the availability, the um, accessibility to the testing, like we're only going to get more and more and more positive tests. Mm -hmm. At the same time, the hospitalization rate is going down. The death rate is going down. The critical, you know, the critical um, diagnose, however you would say Mm -hmm. it. Like that's all going downward, but the test count 
is going positive. And, you know, the same way that here in America we measure, like, the heart rate of the country by the stock market, we are doing the same exact thing as, you know, how how are things going? And the one metric that we really seem to be focusing on is positive test count. Now, a lot of that is just the fact that it's there's more tests being done. Now, I don't know the science. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not in the medical industry, but like I'm going off of what's being told, you know, to us as as a general public. And like the way that I'm picking it up, the way that it's being put down, I'm thinking, man, how how are we going to do this? Like mm-hmm. an example, like the Kansas City Chiefs, my favorite football team, they've already said this year, like they sent out a a, um, a graphic to a bunch of the um, season ticket holders. The only people that are going to get to go to the games are season ticket holders. And not everyone is going to get to go to the games. Like I think they're doing like a 5,000 cap mm-hmm. because then they can spread everybody around, you know, the stadium. So, I mean, if those kind of measures are being taken, I mean, you know, um, minor league baseball, it's done Mm -hmm. like all across the country. They've already I mean, I know that there's not like just one minor league, but point being, if we're going to have a professional series, if we're going to have, you know, these amateur races, dude, it may just be the year of practice tracks. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, okay, when I did the podcast with Tim Cotter two weeks ago. Yeah. And that was when the first, like, hey, the indefinite postponement of MX Sports for the pro motocross season came out. Tim even said at Indiana, there was going to be a 50% occupancy. That was all they were going to allow. Florida had no restrictions, but that was even still pretty early and everything going on there. Regardless of how this summer was going to happen, it was not going to be normal. And not to politicize this at all, this is just talking about the procedures that we would have to go through as a motocross track. Regardless of what you think of the disease or, or whatever, we're going to be affected by this. You know, you as a privateer guy, if you're going to go race the nationals, it's not like you could run out into the crowd and then run back in. And, you know, Aubrey could go out there and see stuff like you're locked in. It's done. There's no interacting with the public or anything like that. I think that that was going to be really interesting. I think they almost even said that people in the paddock were going to be encouraged, if not required to wear masks. Yeah. And that would be as after doing it for those seven rounds in Utah, especially a couple of those hot races, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad, especially out there. And it's one thing to do it for, you know, a 10 minute heat race or a 15 minute, you know, what else he, or 250 main event, 20 minute main event for the 450 class. It's a whole other thing for it to be two 30 minute motos back to back to back to back. And the thing is, is like, it's, it's not just that. It's whenever you show up to the track. Mm-hmm. Until you leave. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a 10-hour day outside, 100 degrees, 100% humidity with a mask on. Oh, it's, it would be terrible. <laughs> I'll say, okay, now that we are so far removed from that, if you got away from the track, like when we went in the photo den, like which was the working area, or if the teams went inside their rigs, they could take their mask off. I'm not thinking that if I'm in the press tent with everybody that's under MX Sports' guidance where everybody's out in the open, that I can just peel that thing off and just hang out and... Yeah. air conditioning for that long i would have to wear that thing all damn day and it's it's so important for us to like lay the base foundation of it does not matter what you think you know you're what, gonna have to do it yeah it doesn't matter whether you agree disagree you know it's at the end of the day we are um we're just playing the rules that the governors are making and I mean, that's what we have elected officials for. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's your elected official or not your elected official, it doesn't matter. It's just, hey, these are the times. This is what this is what we have to play along with in order for, you know, whatever it takes really for the economy to continue to just juggle right along. I'm on board with. Mm-hmm. Do I think the mask is stupid? Yes, because at the same time, it's like, okay, here. I'm going to go to the gas station. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to go to the Pepsi cooler, you know, pull that thing open, grab something out. Oh, uh, grab a bag of chips, go up to the counter, you know, do the debit card and touch the pen pad, but I have to do it with the mask on. So it's like, are we really, you know, like, are we being really safe here? But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if I have to play this game 
and I have to put the mask on. Great, I'm putting the mask on. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to go all over Facebook and and start quoting about how the NIOSH is for you know contaminated spaces and you know it just breathes out and it's like you know we all know that like mm-hmm. we just at a at a certain point have to just accept this is the way it is. It's going to be like this for a little while. The same exact way it was in um for example uh Japan whenever SARS there was the SARS yeah. outbreak. And literally every single person in the country put a mask on. And there was not such a um, uh, a rebellion against it because that's not part of Japanese culture. It's, well, they do it anyway, just uh, even just because. Yeah. And so, you know, at a certain point, we're just going to have to fall in line and do what's best for the country. Now, the problem is, is obviously so many things are split up. You know, it's like you have this view and then this view and there's no bridge in between the two. And like as motocrossers, it's so because a lot a lot of the people in the country are, um, you know, blue collar, red blooded Americans. The stance on the mask and and the COVID is is pretty easily identifiable. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, dude, it sucks. Okay, like if if we're gonna go racing or whatever it is that we're gonna do, whatever it takes to be able to make that happen is what we got to do. But at the same time, I'm just not seeing it happening. You know? No. I'm just not seeing it happening. And plus, what, what did Tim say? The 15th? So 15th, two days. Two days. In two days, we're supposed to have the final announcement. And meanwhile, cases are climbing. Cases are climbing, and the industry talk is, hey, things are not going the way that we need them to go. And we're two days away from an yeah. announcement, and almost the overwhelming consensus is, yeah, this thing probably is not going to happen or be announced in two days. And what about the manufacturers that are going to be sending their employees to these places? Like, uh-huh. I, like, are they, are, okay, let's say I have to go do this job on behalf of my employer. I'll just give an arbitrary example. Honda. Let's say I'm a mechanic or something like that, and I go and I get the COVID at the race. Yeah. Who's, and I mean, honestly, that's something that they already dealt with because when they came back, as we mentioned on the Kickstart podcast last week, Multiple teams came back from Utah and then had to go into quarantine because there were positive cases after they came home. And so, at a certain, I mean, like, do you get hazard pay? You know, do you get, you know, some type of, um, you know, bonus for for working in a dangerous condition or something like that? Or do these companies just say, hey, you know what? No, we don't know the long-term effects of this thing, so we're just not going to put our people through it. Mm -hmm. You can go, but you're not a representative of your country. Or I'm sorry, of your of your company. Mm-hmm. On top of that, to make it even even more like, ooh, this is really detailed. Not everybody is just a strict employee. You're a 1099 private contractor. Yeah, and, and so that throws in a whole other element of it too. There are so many layers to this onion that I'm so glad that I don't. I'm not an MX Sports employee. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad that there's five guys at Swap Moto Live that I have to worry about, and yeah. it's just like, do you want to go? Yeah, of course I want to go. Okay, yeah. go, yeah. and that's it. And so. Like, I think it's time we just say, hey, it ain't going to happen. Let's find out. Let's find some other shit to do. Mm-hmm. Because if if the outdoor nationals are not going to happen and then, you know, like Victory Sports, Muddy Creek, they did what's in the best interest of everybody at the races, not in the best interest of the track and of the promoting group. So, you know, at a certain point, maybe... You know, we're going to get back to because, for example, bar to bar like uh, had uh, prep practice where it was they let 10 people come in, 10 riders, no mechanics, no, no girlfriends, no kids. You came in, you rode from nine to noon, and then they had a 1230 to 3.30 group. And there was, That's smart. Split yeah, it up. Yeah, to split it up to where you have 10 people in. And obviously, I don't think we're going to go back to that, like, phase one, 10 people at a time. You know, and, We're and, so far into this now, it would be almost impossible to go, hey, we're going to go back to where we were in March. And I think that there would just, I don't, I just don't think anybody would participate in it. No. You know? I think, and it even goes into, okay, we're in the line for the Alpine Coaster in Pigeon Forge the other night. We're standing there. You and I, kept a safe distance <laughs> from the people that were in front of us. Yeah. And even as you and I were standing there, it's not like we're scared or anything, but also it's, I'll be honest, it's really damn nice not to have somebody standing on my shoulders. 
Dude. I kind of <laughs> enjoy the whole, like, please get the hell away from me because I don't need you all over me. I almost got in a fist fight at Chipotle one time because this kid kept stepping on my shoes and he had no idea he was doing it. Uh-huh. And, I, and I turned around and, like, I turn around and his face is right here. <laughs> and this is just, just a normal ass day. This is pre-COVID. And... I turn around and I'm staring at him and he kind of gives me this super perplexed look. And like, I didn't turn around and step to him. I just turned around and I went like this. (sighs) (laughs) He was like, what the fuck, dude? I said, how's my breath, bitch? And he's like, man, that's fucked up. I said, why are you standing so close to me? He's like, I'm not. I was like, I could kiss you right now. Like back the fuck up, dude. And there are so many people that just don't have that personal space respect and so i'm totally cool with the six foot rule i love it i love it because i hate people being all over on top of me like yeah yeah, everybody knows i'm a hugger if we're like homies like we're gonna hug it out before we leave or whatever yeah but at the same time too like just a random guy in line at quick trip i don't need standing on my shoulders it's unnecessary and i mean it's it's just kind of rude yeah to, to do that but maybe it wasn't before i don't know you know again that's just people being raised differently but yeah it's i've always been like hey i'm gonna give the golden rule here i'm not gonna stand on top of you because i don't want you standing on top of me right but anyway without going like super deep into the politics and the nuance of it point being it's just gonna be different this year and And you got to get used to it and we all need to get used to it and plan accordingly which in my opinion is a great opportunity to go and do cool shit that has nothing to do with the outdoor motocross series. Because for so long, dude, it's, I mean, you know, it's 17 rounds of supercross, 12 rounds of motocross. And then for you, the nations, um, Geneva, Paris, Paris, Australia, it, Australia, it's Montreal. If it happened. Yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff going on and it's like, Oh, and then you might even throw some swap moto live race series in there too, yeah. where it's like, dude, it's just never ending. So yeah, this has been a cool thing because I know from middle of May until the end of August, there's 12 weeks of my summer blocked away, which I love. There's no place I'd rather be on those Saturdays than at the races. That's the happiest time of my life is right before the gate drops on those days or watching that first practice and everybody just slopping their bikes up and all that. Like, That's fun. But at the same time too, this has been such a cool break to figure out, hey, how can I and you reconnect instead of going after we're going for gate drops, we're going for this, we're going for that. You still can, but go see those other tracks instead of Redbud, Millville, Southwick. Go see what's out there. And that's exactly what we did this weekend. The cool thing going along with that is, too, maybe you get to go find a track out there that is not so restricted. Like when we were in Alabama yesterday. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Felt like you were kind of normal. Every gas station we went into, for better or worse, depending on how you feel, but felt like it was 2019. Yeah. Felt normal-ish, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so now is the time to go out there and see what's happening and go figure out what's different and what other places are there and just instead of staying in your backyard or going to that same stuff. Like we talked about the other day, a lot of people had vacations planned. Those vacations probably aren't going to happen. Yeah. Go make a motocross vacation and go find a track that's a destination in your area and then go spend a weekend with it. Go with your buddies like exactly like what we just did. Yeah, and, and we, and we kind of talked about this. as like, okay, there's the 12 national tracks. And then what are the next like top 20 tracks below that, you know, that are national caliber? But maybe not, you know, not by facility standard or by facility standard, but not by track standard or whatever metric it is that you want to measure that to, to figure out what what are the what's the next like ring down from from the outdoor nationals, you know? Because I don't worry about Supercross. I don't care about that. I, I love watching it as a fan, but like I'm never motivated to go like pound laps at uh, the the one Supercross track we have in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's just out of the question because that's not my thing. I want to go and do laps. Like I want to get that flow state, you know, that, that like Zen riding where you're, I hate saying this, hitting your marks and just banging out those perfect laps and just connecting it all together. Well, even on a, even on like a local track or a bad track, if you can still master it, that's where motocross is really fun. And so, yeah, like now I'm kind of like, okay, 
well, it sounds like we're not all going to be revolving around these 12 races this year. So guys like Chase Marquier, Kevin Morans, Wade Brommel, Nick Peterson, myself, like, what are, what are we going to do? We're going to have to go somewhere else. And I I'm not including myself in that, like, yeah, I go and run all 12 rounds. But, like, you cherry pick them. But, yeah, the last couple of years, I've cherry picked. And because of that, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to go race a local race for the three weeks leading up to whatever first one it is that I do. And then I'm financially recovering for the three weeks afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if I do two races, if I do three races, that's pretty much the whole summer, you know. And so, so at a certain point, you realize it's like, hey, let's go do something else, mm -hmm. you know. And that's, I think, yeah, this is like a golden opportunity time. It's July 13th right now as we record this. Um, sorry for that background noise of the lawnmowers, the landscaping crews here, so I can get this thing done. But yeah, we have a whole summer still. We have the whole month of July, the whole month of August, and everybody knows September is just as good as it ever has been. It's not like September 1st comes and then the temperature just plummets, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So with everything going on right now, we now have a full, wide-open summer. And like you said, instead of planning two or three weeks ahead, doing a national and then planning the three weeks after, which that's two months gone. Yeah, yeah. You know For what I mean? For one race. For one race. Now you get to go do a bunch of stuff. The whole drive home last night, all you and I talked about was what other races are going on? Where can we go in these next few weeks? And not even necessarily races, but just like Practice events. Like, like Like Motoland in Indiana. Motoland doesn't do races. They have... Memorial Day, Labor Day, and then like the Fall Classic, and it's just practice days. Mm -hmm. And one of them, they do an open pro moto where it's um, you do because there's so many people there. They run qualifiers, and so it's like um, they do two like two lap qualifiers, and two laps sounds like it's short, but we're talking about a track that has north of a six minute lap time. <laughs> it's that big. It's that big. So. Yeah, you, you go out and you ride a 12-minute moto, and then you sit around, and then they open the track to, you know, the, the mini bike riders, et cetera. And then an hour later, you go up and you do a full-scale full 30-minute moto, and they take the top 20 out of each heat. Now, am I saying that there are um, 60 pro riders there? No. There's 10 pro riders, 15 A riders, and then just, you know, plus 30 guys. Some, you know, there's just guys. You know, they, they want to get being part of the action because it's fun. It's fun. And so that's a really cool, like, model to take, uh, you know, to, like, the practice day. Hey, what if we get a gate drop in here, you know, and, yeah. like, go out and have a good time? And this is actually something I used to do a long time ago. I would... Um, like on a practice day at Grain Valley or something, I go find all the other A riders and say, hey, do you want to do like a $5 buy-in race? And then just, you know, either, and then like 75, um, 10 and 5% or whatever, you know, however it breaks down. 75% of the payout goes to first place and then top, you know, then 15 and five. And everybody's like, hell yeah, dude. I mean, because at the end of the day, whenever it's, or at, you know, whenever at the end of the moto, you're talking about a $5 payout yeah. or, or a $5 buy-in. Buy you get 10 guys. It's 50 bucks. It's enough to pay for your Chipotle on the way home. Yeah. So Gay it, fee, it, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, there is money on the line, so you got to go a little bit faster. Um, and I've done many of those in my day, and like that, that's a lot of fun to go and do. And it's if you, if you crash, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's these are not we're not going out. We're not scoring points. We don't have championship on the line. You know, we're talking about a few pennies. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, th I think that, like, you know, this is a golden opportunity for track promoters to say, hey, we got to ramp up whatever it is that we're going to be doing um, and really double down on the promotion and attracting a larger audience. Because those races, those 12 races that, you know, have. 20 to 50,000 people at every event. That's, what is that, 500,000 people? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about 500,000 people that are that don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And how do we tap into that? How do we get those people to the local motocross track for these events, for, you know, to, to continue participating, watching, whatever? That's a pretty big question that I don't have the answers to, and it's just something I'm just kind of thinking of right now. But. Hey guys, this is Justin Cooper of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. 
BC Fit Meals has been a huge tool in my success in keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best possible way I can. All of their meals are delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of eating right. Visit their site at bcfitmeals.com and sign yourself up today. What's up, this is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team and I trust the Rai Helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work at Rai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me and this is why I choose Rai Helmets. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So. Head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building a vest aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. I think a lot of people don't realize that a half a million figure, like that number of people that come to the races, that's a huge, huge amount. You know, you don't think that many people because you see everybody in Supercross and they're all in those seats, the seats and you can't miss them, but then you spread everybody out on hillsides and stuff like that. It's a huge number. Yeah. Um, so trying to figure out what those people are going to do does everybody in that half a million number have a bike? No, of course not. But enough guys do that they could keep local moto going and figuring out stuff from there. I think these next few weeks from what you and I have planned up are going to be interesting to see because a couple local races that are going on, some bigger stuff, even some fair races and stuff like that that have even happened. Like that Iowa one last week. Yeah. How did that one go? Did you hear, hear anything about that? If I'm guessing, I would say Mason Kerr won everything, but that's just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't heard anything about how the results went. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going on to the topic of our trip, though. Going to see a couple new tracks. Oak and Harrow was cool. Brand new track. One guy kind of puts it all together, buys a big piece of property out in the middle of South Carolina, starts doing it. July 25th, if you are in that area, go check that out. Uh, cool to see. What were your thoughts on that for it being like you being probably the fastest guy that's ever ridden there so far? I love it. Like, I think that's a, it's, it is just like the perfect local track, you know, no, I mean, there are, there were two big jumps, but I'm pretty sure he's going to cut those down. Um, it's just a classic motocross track kind of cut into this neat little sloping hillside and it's beautiful because of all the oak trees. That's what the name Oak and Harrow comes from. It's, um, I think, yeah, it's just a practice day that they're going to have July 25th. And, like, the track flows excellently. It's got some really cool obstacles on it. And there's the front part, which is a little bit more like a, like a night track. Not tight by any means, but a little bit more like a night track. Just U-turns, rollers, kind of some big jumps. And then you get into the woods and then... You know, you're kind of flowing through the trees and have some neat little 
you know, just singles and stuff, a couple scrubbers. And I will say that, like, the aesthetic of the property itself is, like, the drive-in. You know, whenever you turn left on this, you know, old country road. I mean, sure, it's it's paved, but it is a vibe. You feel like we are in the deep south here. You know, even though it's South Carolina. Um, but you get going back there, and then you cut that right into the property, and... You know, you kind of wind around through the trees and then, you know, pull up on top of the hill. And then that's where we pitted at. But, dude, that was such a fun day of just getting to ride. And, you know, the, the our, you know, photos and stuff that we did there, like that was that was something that was really fun for me because, yeah, I've done photo shoots before, but never anything on this level. And and I'm excited for, you know, for us and for PJ1 and for. Um, Oak and Harrow to we get to all kind of come together and promote something that is kind of unknown at this point. So uh, Josh Barrow, I don't know if it's yeah, it's Barrow. So Josh Barrow is the guy that owns the track, 32 years old. He just up and decided I'm going to build a motocross track. So he found this plot of land and it's beautiful. Did a little bit of clearing on it, uh, you know, took the underbrush out and then there's this really nice cornfield to the south of it. And it's a really cool place. And I think that, you know, from the, um, uh, Zach Beverly, the Troy Lee rep that was, uh, that came and rode, like he was saying, he's like, dude, we need a track in this area bad. And it's like the perfect, it's the perfect halfway between, um, Augusta in Georgia and then Columbia in uh, South Carolina and then Charlotte ain't too far of an offshoot from there. So you have, you know, a couple, I'm not saying they're not a market major cities, but like the big cities in that area, it's not too far off. And then, you know, like Muddy Creek is just a, it's just a shoot away. So it wouldn't surprise me if in due time after they get the starting gate built in and, you know, get the fencing and everything done, it wouldn't surprise me if we're racing victory sports, mega series at, uh, at Oak and Harrow in due time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all around good people. And like, Josh is so enthusiastic about what do I do? You know, how, how do I make this place like what I want it to be? And he asked a lot of the right questions and, and was, he's very eager to, to get this July 25th event out of the way. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's two weeks and there's a, he's got a lot of work to be done. Um, but I think he's very motivated to make it happen and, mm-hmm. and have that big grand opening, you know, where everybody gets to come and, you know, cause it's one of those things where it's like, what'd they say? They bought the property in November, something yeah, like that. And cl- started immediately. Yeah. And so like, as soon as they got the property, they had machinery out there and it's been nonstop. And that is a lot of investment, you know, and then in due time here, we're going to have this big first, can you imagine Dude, how stressed he must have been whenever he's like, oh, dude, we're going to open this track. And then the Rona happens and then it's like lockdown. Mm-hmm. And he's like, shit, dude, <laughs> I'm making payments on this place. And, and I don't I'm, know where I'm going to get to pe- put yeah. people on it. Yeah. yeah. I, the cool thing about it, too, all the infrastructure is there. There's a water retention pond so yeah. they can water. There's a big water truck. He has all the equipment and big stuff that's out there. Big water truck. Very big water truck. So it's not like it's one of those things where we're going at it with pickaxes and hoses. Like It's a legit deal. Yeah. Um, typical deep south dirt, though, that we noticed where it was different in some spots than the others. Little rocky, uh, but that typical red dirt, a little yeah. bit of hard pack to it. No do or die jumps there. Yeah, you did say there were a few big ones, like that big triple. Yeah. But even then, I mean, you could still double it. You could still do enough stuff. And the local guys that were there, all of Josh's friends, great dudes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So fun to see them and just hang out with them and their wives and their kids that were riding, you know, PW50s and yep. Z50s around. Those guys are into it, and there's so many people like that in that neck of the woods. South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, South Tennessee. Everybody's going to get to come together and congregate there. The thing that you and I have talked about in the past, too, and I know this from being over there a few times, there's a ton of little private tracks of that caliber that you just have to know a friend that has a piece of property out there. Yeah, This will be a cool thing that now you have a good track that you don't have to know a guy to know a guy to know a guy to get on the list to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just, is it at Oak and Harrow? On yeah, the just at Oak and Harrow, H-A-R-R-O-W. That's how you spell Harrow at the end. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a cool deal. If you're in that area in these next few weeks, give it a chance to check it out. A um, lot of stuff going on in there. And it, like I said, nothing that 
anybody should be afraid of riding. You know, it's something for everybody there, beginner class guys, even up to an A guy. Yeah. Oh, man, they've got some. <laughs> this is, okay, so this kind of reminds me, like, there's um, Oak Ridge in Iowa, mm-hmm. which is just, like, track porn. You know, like, they have these really, like, peaked rolling hills and stuff um, that the motocross track is on. Oak and Harrow kind of reminds me of that, but like the deep South version of it, even though it's, I don't, I need to stop saying deep South cause I'm not, that's Alabama and stuff, but yeah, this place just, it even, it photographs really well, <laughs> you know, and it's, and also like it, it rains a lot in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. You'll have a torrential downpour at any moment you have 10 percent chance of rain and then overnight you'll get an inch and a half and that exact thing happened and still within i mean we were supposed to start riding at what 10 and we were on the track at 10 30 so and that was after them getting like north of an inch of rain on um friday night and so like it shows that dirt that's thirsty dirt mm-hmm. and thirsty dirt is good dirt because the wetter, in my opinion, the better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like we said, Muddy Creek was the original plan, and then Club was the plan, too. Both the track, yep. both of us never gone to Club. Was excited to go there, but then logistically, it just didn't make sense. It was going to be a far, far drive. It made sense, but not as much sense. Not as much <laughs> sense, because being guys in our area, when Monster Mountain first came around in the early 2000s, it's where everybody spent their winters, yep. yet you and I had never gone there. So the fact that it was a four-hour drive that we knocked out Saturday night and then rode there all day yesterday, I think that that trek even surpassed our expectations, both of us yeah. having seen it out in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. Yeah. Great drive over to stop at a VP gas station and get a brand <laughs> new VP fuel jug was cool. But, um, yeah, you show up, you kind of just roll in, you know, red, red dirt road to get into there couple little hills and then you come up and then you just see it and as yeah. far as you can see it's just a moto track yeah and that was badass that was probably one of the more fun days that i've had riding in a really really long time yeah but when's the last time you went to a fully prepped national like Esque. national track yeah. and there's 15 people there and that was the cool thing too <laughs> i was kind of like we'd been watching those youtube videos the night before just to get an idea of like what it's going to be like seems like that they could be a really busy time of year uh, but I also think that a lot of people aren't gluttons for punishment like you and I are that are going to go ride when it's 95 degrees and with massive humidity. Yeah. So we get there yesterday. I think there, yeah, you're right, 15 people that were there. Mm-hmm. And, and it was and it's awesome. still got pretty rough, really great ruts, one good rut in every single corner. And like, yeah, you get that flavor for it of, oh my God, if they rip this and move some of the sand back up the hills and, you know, really really do it because I mean they, yeah they prepped it for just a you know just a local Sunday open mm-hmm. track um, but my god dude that track so fun it reminds me I think I said this yesterday it reminds me a lot of Oak Hill in Texas but with some more extreme elevation changes similar obstacles uh, very safe track super safe yeah there's nothing on that track that was sketchy there was that one um, split lane that jumped into the sand rollers Uh that the face of the jump in looked really, really large until you did it. And it was actually a very easy and very safe jump, but just the whole flow of it, dude. Like it was just one of those tracks around the whole time you're riding, you're thinking, Oh, I just, uh, I just need to keep going. Like just a couple more laps, a couple more laps. Like I got this, you know, Mm -hmm. let's do some more laps. And then, and then, but the thing is it's literally 95 degrees outside 85% humidity. The sun is just like 17 feet off of the ground is what it feels like. And you're just baking out there. Like that 15. No wind. Yeah. No no wind. wind. Not, not, not one knot of wind. And it's (laughs) just that 15 to 17 minute mark. And you're like, um, I've had enough. I've had enough for this session. Yeah. 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 If I want to ride more later today, I need to stop now. Cool thing about that track, I thought, was how it, like you said, it flowed. Inside lines for four strokes for fast guys, for mm-hmm. me on a two-stroke to go outside and rail stuff. And I always take the outsides anyway. I just like knowing that little bit. I have a run. I'm yeah. like Robbie Knievel. I need. <laughs> I would start all the way back at the back if I could. But stuff like that to do it, and it never felt like, oh, man, I'm out of control or yeah. this is way too big. 
it was fun. Uh, even 85s and stuff like that were doing everything. But that's not to say that it's an easy track. It's just a very safe, fun, flowing track. If yeah. that's ever a place that's on your radar to go do it, we cannot speak highly enough <clears throat> to go do it. We're already planning the next time that we're going to go down there. And it doesn't matter if you're a SoCal dude. If you if, like, It's a destination track. Yeah. And if you have, okay, here's, let me just dream up like a couple days. If you're looking to go to the South, which I mean, a lot of people are looking to escape California, looking to escape Florida, like, because there's, it's the, the Northeast right now. Too, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like stuff's kind of going back to slowing down. And so we may have tracks that are just closing the gates for a little bit, or, you know, you can't have more than X amount of people in one place at one time. Whereas the South is a little bit more deregulated. And I mean, if, if you got the vehicle that you can put the miles on, I'm saying Monster Mountain, um, Club. I, we haven't been there, but try to hit those two. Swan and Tyler, Texas, and Three Palms. Like if you could, if you could make like a sweep out of, you could do, you could do Monster Mountain, Swan, and and Three Palms over like an eight day span mm-hmm. and get a lot of riding in. And I would say hit Swan on the weekend, try to go f- there for a race because it, that's like one of the sickest racetracks in the country. Um, that would be like an ultimate moto vacation. And, you know, the food's good. You're in the South. So you got, you know, I mean, you're passenger Louisiana. You can pick up Creole, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and then a lot you, of boiled peanuts, a lot of boiled peanuts. You're in the, you're in Alabama country. You're picking up uh, fried pies. You're in uh, Texas and you're doing, you know, Tex-Mex and barbecue. So there's, there's, you know, you can make it a whole uh, triple D lifestyle tour where you're hitting all these cool little spots all across the country. You know, spike your hair up a little bit, throw them some wristbands. Get them chrome Von zippers back out of the closet. (laughs) Yeah. And all of a sudden we're going to Flavortown, USA. But the thing, like, I know I'm being silly and like making fun of Guy Fieri right now, but like. The premise of that show, dude, if we did that with like a motocross tour of like the diners, dives, and drive-ins of motocross, million dollar idea right there. And nobody take this shit because me and Jeff have been talking about this for five days. We stayed up until two in the morning on Saturday night talking about it. So we have this shit on lock. As a matter Do of not f- take it. Yeah, this is, uh, that is intellectual property uh, registered uh, trademark of the RGMO group and uh, can only be licensed officially through... Uh, by contacting me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we have lawyers. Yes. Lawyer up. Yes. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, dude, there's never been a more perfect opportunity to just pack it up in the back of the truck like um, uh, T-Fant did. Yeah. Him T-Fant, a- homie from MXA, high score guy, does all the videos, Travis Fant, great friend of ours. Travis's thing, though, to get out of California, his mom and dad live in Florida, so Travis will just bomb across the country, full straight 27-hour drive by himself solo, never stops, Whoa. just to get gas and coffee. Every, dude, every time, every time he does Savage. it. Savage. I, I don't know how he does it, but Travis will do that stuff, and he even brings friends around, like, hey, go, go ride these tracks. What then happens with that is what you and I did for the last few days. Two weirdo-looking dudes driving around in a muddy white van, and we talked nonstop. And shared moto memories. We listened to all the music that we wanted to talk about. Talked about movies. Talked about all this stuff. That was such a fun time. Like a fun friend bonding experience. Everybody's got a friend that they would want to jump in the car with and go spend a bunch of time with. You have your riding buddies that you're already doing it with. Make a vacation out of it. Yeah. And the cool thing is you make friends along the way. Like, oh, yeah, dude. You know, Josh Barrow at, uh, at, at Oak and Harrow. And then... Um, Our homeboy Blaine Pickens. B- Blaine at- Pickens. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the mouth of the South. Yeah. And I, like, and that's the cool thing, too. You show up yesterday. No one knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you know, a cycle zone on your bike and 681 and all that. But then within three laps, everybody's like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy knows, like, kind of what he's doing. And it was cool to see people come over. We never even one time mentioned, like, oh, yeah, Swap Moto Live, because it's no humble brag or anything like that. It's just yeah. two dudes that made the trip. Because we wanted to see this place, no preferential treatment, no nothing like that. We paid. We, we paid the same exact price as everybody else whenever we came into the gate. Flirted with the gate exactly. lady. Exactly. She was super sweetheart. And then we pull in, and yeah, I mean, we're just there to ride our dirt bikes. And, and like, we, yeah. if you can take that, if you can take that mindset in, dude, 
pump the brakes on the influencer thing. Like, don't try to be a personality at the motocross track. Just be, be a dude. Just be a dude. Show up. Go ride your laps. You know, and just exist in the moment. Live it up, and not try to make a big, you know, a big orchestration out of it. You know, and 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 like, that's the thing is like. Because we have our names on the back of our jerseys, that's automatically like plus five points where people just look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then, yeah, um, Blaine was telling us that him and his dad were setting up on top of the hill at their pit because they he lives there. He's like, dude, we were just watching you burn laps. You're like, whoa, this guy can rip. Mm-hmm. And like, thanks, Blaine. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate that. And then but, you hear this YZ2 video just chugging along mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> And yeah. then I'd hit that uphill and just let that bitch eat. Mm. Mm. Like um like uh uh Henry Roland Gardner in um Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. talking to Chet Stedman. Like the big doggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need that hot ice. That's what it felt like yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, you need like Br- Brigma's hot ice. <laughs> but all this stuff going on, like now is the perfect time to go do that. This, you will never have a better opportunity than now to go see other stuff. And Calling all industry personnel. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody that, I mean, that's in the industry that rides, dude, now's the time. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we ain't going racing. I don't care. I mean, like, th- that's just my personal opinion. I don't know that for a fact. We're not going pro racing. We, We're going yeah, local yeah. racing. Right. Exactly. So, you know, to, to the, um, to the sheet metal 220s and the, um, uh, Zim 763s out there, mm-hmm. like, dude, load it up. Pol- or, you know, polish the bike up. Yeah, Duffman, pull up. that two-stroke out. Duffman 38. Like, let's go ride. Yeah. Let's go ride. Let's go back to the point of why, you know, we are in the industry in the first place. Mm-hmm. And get away from, you know, don't just go pound out the same laps at State Fair or club or, you know, wherever it is that you're positioned. Dude, let's go ride. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I think it could be a bit of a renaissance you know, for like a breath of fresh air for everybody in the industry to go, ah, like this is why I do this. Yeah, this is why I do this. This is so much fun, and and like I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me if I, you know, don't quote me. I may be wrong, but I think that Brayton went back to Iowa. Oh, he did. I'm supposed to go to Iowa in a few days to go see him, just because I want to like go check it out. And I think that's cool too, because yeah. a lot of these guys, Sewell's, Travis Sewell's, did the same thing. Okay. Drove back home with a bike in the back of his car, completely disassembled. <laughs> got there, put it together, and then disassembled it again when he got done riding. Yeah just so he could go ride with some people that he grew up with. Stuff like that is going to need to happen within the industry. And then the other thing is, too, to Joe Everyman that's out there listening to this, dude, go do the same thing. Like, you have your friends that you're riding with. That same crew of guys that you're going to go ride the same tracks with. No offense to your local spot, but, like, man, now is the time to go find something new. Gas is so damn cheap. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's so cheap. Yeah, what was our lowest we paid? Like, 178 Bro, we filled up on VP93, which is not like gnarly pump gas. It's probably the same stuff that they dropped off at the Sunoco station and then the BP and then the yeah. and then the quick trip later on. I think it was like 206 yeah. in Alabama. It was awesome. Like you could totally go by and have a ton of fun for under 500 bucks. Yeah. So it's, yeah, get out there, you know, get, get, have an adventure. And the thing is, is like you do it once and then you make a memory and then it's like, oh, dude, you got to go do this again. That's like I was, t- I don't, I don't remember if I was telling you this or Josh at, or, or, uh, Michael, the PJ one guy, but we're talking about going to a new track for the first time. It's the same exact thing as like, okay, think of like your, f- when I say you, I mean the person that's listening to this metaphorically, right think of your favorite band. And think of the first time you heard that album. Like you put it into the CD player because that's what I did. Or you pull it up on Spotify. And your favorite artist just came out with a new album and you get to listen to it for the very first time. That like, that just whenever you're just along for the ride Mm -hmm. and the songs cycle through and you're just like, oh my God, that riff or that lyric or, you know, that drum solo and you're hearing it all for the very first time and then you you learn to love it, Mm -hmm. you know, over time. Same exact thing happens in a motocross track. You know, you go out, you're like, oh, dude, this jump, whoa, like that corner is going to be amazing, you know, and then you learn to master it. And so, like, you can do the same thing with a motocross track, and there are motocross tracks littered all across the country that are worth going to. And even if it's Chicken Lick Speedway or it's Redbud, go. It's dirt bikes, dude. Like, 
You're going to have a good time. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> the, the funnest thing about yesterday, you and I are these core moto kids. Yeah. Like, we are, we want, dude, Saturday night, we got to the hotel in Spartanburg, Orangeburg, wherever it was in South Carolina. Before or after Oak and Harrow? Before Oak and Harrow. So, Friday yeah, night. Orangeburg. So, Orangeburg, South Carolina, hanging out uh, at Marriott Hotels because I'm a Bonvoy guy. All of YouTube is all hooked up to all the TVs. So while Jeff was talking to his girlfriend, I punched in Terra Firma, and we watched Terra Firma, and we watched Super Coop, Guy Cooper. We watched all these moto videos because we're just nerds like that want to watch it. Yeah. And then all day Sunday on the drive to Monster Mountain, we played moto video game like playlists of music that was in that stuff. MX Unleashed soundtrack. And like the feeling of like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I think that we're getting ready to go do this. How excited <laughs> I was to go ride yesterday. Like when that Reliant K song came on, yeah. I was just like that. And then the trap thing, like everybody gives trapped shit. But at the same time too, it's like, man, that was a good song. Like there's a lot of memories tied to that song. Yep. And it felt like I'm getting ready to go bring out the CR-125 that's going to foul a plug because my dad didn't know how to like jet <laughs> the thing. And I'm going to go have a great time and scare the shit out of myself all day trying to figure out a new track. But it's so, so fun. Like, I think, to your point earlier, there's a lot of people that are going to reconnect with why this stuff is fun if you go about it the right way. Don't just flow into your routine, but go in with like an outlook of like, hey, man, I'm going to have a good time. We're not trying to burn a ton of laps and get faster. We're just going to go have a good time. Yeah, and, and that's what... Um uh, a T fan, like that was one of the things that I read on his caption is it said another weekend without a camera, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I get that. You know, and this has been like a great refresher for me because, you know, I'm to the third knuckle deep in stickers and coffee. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm branding in motocross. So like I'm thinking about dirt bikes a lot and not even to the level that you are. But like, then it's so nice to like get back out there and do the thing that I love, which is load up, just put the put the van in to drive and just go somewhere, you know, that I've never been before. Like it's an adventure. It's it's an exploration and it's a reason to go, you know, to just get out of that old habit. There's I mean, I don't know how many different ways we can say it, but it's it's always worth saying just just load up and go. You know, find a track that you've always wanted to hit. Like for me, clubs one of them. Bumbley didn't get to go, but the trade-off was to go to Monster Mountain. There's a track in North Carolina, I think, or maybe one of the Virginias, West Craven MX. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you want to see just like track porn, follow West Craven MX on Instagram because they are like, it's a sandy track. Just the way they prep, it's really cool. And the guy that, that runs the track, he's all about posting photos and videos of the dirt. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I want to go there so bad. And I know they have races and it's it's just a local track in the Carolinas. And like, they're not, you know, they're not vying for a Loretta Regional or to host an outdoor national or anything. They're like, hey, this is our spot. These are our riders. This is our locale. Like, it's sick here. Mm -hmm. Come. You know, and yeah. I want to, you know, <laughs> so bad. You and I, like yesterday on the drive home, started like picking out like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm fortunate enough that I have Archview 25 minutes from my house. Yeah. You have bar to bar that's close to you. And you have a handful of tracks in, in Kansas City, probably way more than I can even think of. Yeah. So we'll be able to burn those laps in and support the local track that we're always at. Hey, speaking of that, I'm going to, I'm going to drop this in there. Um, really quick before I forget it. Okay, so at um, the track that my dad built in 1998 is Grain Valley MX. and Grain Valley, Missouri? Yes, yes. In, in Grain Valley, Missouri. And um, on Wednesday night of this week, the new ownership is having the first public ride day out there in like a year. So if you're, if you're within... Five hours of Kansas City, load it up. Take Wednesday off. Let's go ride because Green Valley MX is one of the sickest tracks. It's operated by Jeff Bloss, Benny Bloss's dad. He's got a hand in it. Another individual, Chip Johnson, he's in on it. And then uh, Bart Shiflett of Donnell's, one of the most famed Suzuki dealers in the region, 
is uh, they've, they've taken it over, brought it back to its original glory. So got to give a shout out to my local motocross track. Go to Grain Valley MX on Wednesday this week. You know, it's it's on the gram. It's on, you know, whatever. Like, like you'll find us out there. Figure it out. It's it's in Grain Valley, Missouri, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's probably like 20 bucks or something like that. Track's going to get so gnarly because it's a sawdust mulch track. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm so, so excited to get back out there. So we're already talking. Like, I'm thinking I have Archview. I have Lincoln Trail, which is mm-hmm. a fly racing track that I cannot wait to go see. Yeah. Like, I have intentionally did not race when the fly shootout series was there a few weeks ago or did the practice day there because, like, yeah, I don't need to break in a brand new bike on a track I've never been to on a race weekend. That's one of the biggest races in the Midwest at that point in time. That's like, a big ask. Not a good time right then. But I'm eager to go ride there as soon as I get the chance. So I'm going to adventure out of my little circle. It's only an hour and a half, which is not that far. That was Glen Helen to, from my old house in California. Yeah. But I'm going to do that. You're going to hit all your local spots in Kansas City. And then in a few weeks, you're going to come over here and ride a few tracks with me. And then I'm going to go ride a few tracks with you. Yeah. Like, you can, you don't even have to go as gnarly as we did, driving 12 hours to right. go yeah. do that. <laughs> the other rad thing about this is, and I think it's most important of anything, we're going to have to buy some stuff, you know, you're going to buy some tires or get some tires mm-hmm. from somewhere. Uh, I'm going to have to get some two-stroke stuff from somewhere, some more things like that, like parts and pieces. Yeah, we do have the homie hookup with a lot of guys, so it's not as much for us. But then there are other people that are listening to this that are going to have to buy product. And then that supports the industry, and that keeps us all going. And yeah. in these really, really tough times, like, yeah, you might think that everything's going good right now, but there are a lot of companies that are like, dude, we, we don't really know what's going to happen. It's a very yeah. uncertain future. If you really like a brand, dude, buy a t-shirt, buy anything you can to help somebody, just something because every little bit helps right now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's important, you know, everything that you're going to need to do, buy that, you know, Dunlop rear tire that you need, buy that can of PJ one stuff because you're going to need it. You know, like it's going to be little things like that to keep the industry going. This summer is going to be rad. I, I really People are making the best out of a bad situation, and yes, it keeps changing, but at the same time, too, like, think about how the track changes during a moto. Just, yeah. hell, man, just move two inches to the left <laughs> and find that new line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Jeffrey? Um, you know, just I, after after thinking about um, giving that Green Valley shout-out, is it's like, hey, if you've ever wondered, like, I know the majority, this is a nationwide podcast or international even. Yeah. It's if, if you've ever wondered what the Midwest motocross scene is like, just shoot us a message because we can tell you the places to go. You know, if you're if you're in the California or the Northeast or the Southwest or, or anywhere where it's like you're starting to shut down, and you're like, I got to ride my motocross bike. Just shoot us a message, dude. I will send you, you know, where to go in a couple weeks. Doubleheader Missouri State Race at um, at uh, Midwest Extreme Park. There's a track in North Iowa called Sandy Corners that has um, prep practice like every weekend. You could go to Jandabers in Broken Arrow. There's places all over within you know five to six hours of Kansas City. It's Kansas City is like Indianapolis. It's right in the middle of everything. Like mm-hmm. all roads lead to Kansas City, and because of that, there's just this wide berth of motocross circling around it. Bar to bar is going to be popping. Um, I don't know what things are like in Colorado right now, so you know I'm not going to go there. But um, yeah, dude, there's just, there's just plenty of places. And and if you're wondering about it, hey, check the gram because mm-hmm. if you look at my feed, you'll see a lot of really awesome motocross track photos, mm-hmm. and those are all in the Midwest, baby. To Jeff's point too, <laughs> St. Louis has the same thing. We have Sweeney's, which I haven't been to. I've heard great things about. Yep. I'm Lincoln Trail. It's not far away. The home track for me is Archview. Yeah. You know, Paul does a great job down there. I I really do enjoy that track. I could not ask for a better track to be down the street from my house. Yeah. You know, awesome. I tell you one place that I really want to get back to ASAP is Mount Carroll. Oh, really? Do, have you ever, like, uh-uh. oh, my God. They call it Mini Redbud. Mm, mm, but it's, mm. it's, I mean, it's similar but different at the same time. Same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. It's such a sick track. So on your point, though, of people asking us, for track recommendations. This goes both ways. Uh, you and I are going to do the power tour again pretty soon. We're yeah. going to jump in that van or we're going to jump in my car and we're going to go find out where these other places are. Send me and Jeff, Swap Moto Live, Rip and Ruts, Michael Antonovich on Instagram. Send us messages and tell us where the cool shit is because we want to come see it, dude. Like We want to spread the love of these places are out there because 
the only way that these tracks survive is if people keep coming to them. And if they don't yeah. know that these tracks are out there, how is how is anybody going to show up? And the thing is, is like between us and all of our outlets, we've got the reach, you know, to humble brag. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a matter the of truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got the reach to be able to bring a little bit of hype to your local place, and we'd love to. Because we're local motocross riders at heart. Like, yeah. through and through, I am a local dude. Regardless of how fast I go or or not, like, I just want to ride my dirt bike. And if you've got a cool spot to ride your dirt bike, dude, sh- call Get me. Let me know. Yeah, because I'm trying to go. And then after that, the bench racing. Like, Blaine coming <laughs> over yesterday and talking yeah. with us. And then yeah. Josh on, and all the guys on Saturday. Like, yeah. that stuff is fun because it's like, hey, man, what are you? You know, what's this? Dude, we're just two dudes. We're just two goofballs. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at the picture on the thumbnail that you clicked on. Like, do we look like two guys that are intimidating <laughs> or you would not want to talk to? Hell no. Yeah. Come I look- over and it's two guys that just <laughs> are obsessed with moto. I mean, I may look like The Undertaker. Uh-huh. And I may look like Richie Cunningham. But don't let that worry you. We are happy, smiling, and ready to ride my dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, as always, SwapMotoLive.com. Crutcher, thank you. You want to give Gimmick and Rippin' Ruts one quick plug? Yeah, it's on, on Instagram, Rippin' Ruts, and that's both me and my business. I've put them together because my business is me. I'm the racer's artist. If you're looking to have some decals done or something like that, uh, logos, art, flyers, anything digital or print, including T-shirts, paper, doesn't matter the media that it's going on, hit me up. I'm your guy. I have really good pricing on that. And then I also have a, go- a coffee brand, Gimmick, the official coffee of hard work. If you consider yourself a hard worker, I'm the guy with the coffee that you need to brew every morning before you go out and kick the day's ass. And why would you not want to buy coffee? Why buy it from Maxwell House and Folgers and Starbucks? Buy it from a dude that's into moto. Yeah, I mean, that's... Why you shopped at Target when Dungey was sponsored by him. Like, come on, don't lie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, it's funny you bring up Dungey because if you're not going to buy Gimmick, buy Ryan Dungey's coffee brand. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Cole Sealy's. Yeah, or Cole Sealy's. Or or Whole Shot Company or or, uh, CC. Dude, it doesn't matter. There's always options. Like, there there are so many small brands out there where it's like, hey... Check these guys out because we're doing something different, but we're also in the industry. You know, it's it's like, the, like I said this before, it's the Jewish community. Dude, they keep their dollar in their community. Mm-hmm. We can too. Mm-hmm. We can too. And so I, I, I say, try as hard as you can to do that. We could do a whole other hour podcast <laughs> on referring where you should go spend your money. A friend of a friend of a friend that makes something. Yeah. You know, everybody in moto has a side hustle. There's no jokes about that. You got to yep. do five different things to make the, make a buck count. Yeah. Thank you to Fly Racing for sponsoring this podcast. As always, this is a huge deal. Max, JT, CJ, everybody over there, huge, huge uh, shout out to you guys. Thank you for everything. 2021 line is coming very soon. As always, SwapMotoLive.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon.